Hi, my name is Kai Yamato. You're listening to Crawl Across Talk. On Shriver. Snyder with scores! Fidel scores! Hands off for Rabel. Switches hands and scores! Kylie O'Miller showing off those shifty skills. Right off the bat, there's Lyle Thompson! Welcome to Pro Lacrosse Talk, the voice of Pro Lacrosse. I'm Hutton, he's Adam, together we're bringing you interviews with your favorite players and coaches as well as news from all four professional lacrosse leagues. We're here with Kai Iwamoto, goalie with the Denver Outlaws, a native of Japan. Kai, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me here. Absolutely. No, we're glad we could have you on. You're our first Japanese guest, um, so we're honored to have you. Um, and we know you're originally from Tokyo, Japan, where lacrosse is really starting to grow, um, but obviously isn't as popular as the United States. So how and when did you first get introduced to the game of lacrosse? So when I was in high school, after... After enrolling into my high school in Japan, was 2002. So I I had been playing karate for 10 years and baseball for two years in junior high school. But I was thinking like I want to do some new stuff. And my friends from junior high school took me to the practice because they already find uh decided to play karate in high school. Mm-hmm. And I went to the field uh, by the river from Tokyo. It's at it's evening around 4 p.m. after class process. And I just experienced some uh, tossing the ball. And it was so much fun. It's pretty much new. And I have never had, I have never had a lacrosse. Mm-hmm. And then... I liked it so much. Then there is a lacrosse shop 15 minutes away from the field by a train. And okay. I, I, had, I went there right after the practice and the bottom stick and the ball. Uh, that's how I started playing lacrosse. That's awesome. Now, now do, you, do you know who owned the the shop that you went and got your stick at? Is, is, yeah. Was, is that, was that a new shop or? It, it's been there for a long time. I, I think probably more than 20 years. It's called okay. QB Club or Luxong. I think they have a shop in Texas too. Oh, wow. Okay. And then I think lots of like American or like lacrosse players from outside of the country, mm-hmm. they went there and posted on their Instagram or Twitter or whatever. I saw sometimes. That's awesome. Um, very, very cool. So, kind of after you got into the game, uh, you made it your goal to become uh, a pro player and tried out for a number of teams before signing with the Outlaws as a member of their practice squad. What was it like to kind of finally reach that goal of making a roster? I couldn't believe it myself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, uh, that the team I was – I had been watching on YouTube or, yeah, like, I kind of asked my friends, or in the United States to send me some DVDs or VHS at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, uh, the members are different, but you know, I still think it's a part of my dream. That's okay. dreaming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But of course, it's so honored. I'm so honored and so excited to play with them and hang out with them. And they're also nice. Yeah, no, that's great. And I know you, too, were motivating yourself by, I think, using the hashtag become an MLL pro. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, and that's great. And then after, you know, cracking the Denver roster, you achieved another goal and became the first Japanese-born player to play in an MLL game when you started in goal versus 
Dallas on July 22nd, 2018. Uh, what was it like making your first yeah. professional start? Yeah, first of all, I, I used this hashtag, and I kind of surprised lots of people know what uh, about the hashtag. I mm-hmm. just did it myself to keep, uh, keep motivating me because mm-hmm. I'm not the kind of a guy who can motivate him, uh, himself without like saying anything outside. But you know, it all, all works out, and I made the roster of the practice roster first. And I have been thinking, you know, I I knew there was a world game in Israel. And two other goalies, Jack Kelly and Dylan Ward, they yeah. they they were gonna play for the U.S. team, uh, Team USA and Canada at that time. Mm-hmm. So nobody nobody had told me, but I kind of feeling I was kind of feeling I might be able to play at that time. That's why I was I was working out so hard at that time by then, and it both all worked out well. That's awesome. Um, and yeah, and yeah. after kind of you made that start that season, it, the end of that season was pretty fantastic for you and your outlaw teammates, winning an MLL championship. So tell us about that experience. So last year, so we had like uh, we had uh, some like, struggling starts, and mm-hmm. we came back really well, but we lost a couple of games after July Fourth game, I think. Mm-hmm. And the last game of the regular season, I remember that was uh, that was against a club place. Then I wasn't on the roster, but I really wanted to be there because sure, if we had a loss, that's the last time that you see other guys that year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I really love Outlaws, and not only the Outlaws organization, I love all the teammates, and they're also my friends. So I just paid myself to fly over to Atlanta and practice with them. I I love taking shots from the other guys and I really hoping that helps them too. Mm-hmm. So and then at the time uh the other two goalies are not there because of the probably flight issues. Sure. So I practiced with them and we won the game and we cleaned the playoff and we went to uh I think very yeah, Chesapeake, mm-hmm. and I wasn't on the roster at the time either. But the same reason, I w- I really wanted to be there. Yeah. I wanted to share the moment, very last moment of the season because we were working out so hard. We loved each other so much, and we won. Then the coach picked me as a as a backup for the championship game. Mm-hmm. It was really amazing, and mm-hmm. you know. That was the first time to be on the roster, see the roster, play for the game, and also won the championship. Everything was just incredible. That must have been a really special moment, um, you know, and kind of see all your hard work come full circle. Um, no, that, that's that's awesome, Kai. And then you recently returned to Japan, I believe, uh, and you were joined by Sergio Salcido and Dylan Maltz, correct? Oh, yeah, this year, February, yeah, 10 months mm-hmm. ago. Yeah, and so you guys were running some clinics there. Um, but how have you seen the game grow at the youth level in Japan from when you were first learning the game until now? So actually, the first of all, so Dylan and I met at the training camp last year, the outdoor training camp last year, and we kind of talked about the trip to Japan. Mm-hmm. And after the season, Dylan talked to me 
he really wanted to come to Japan and share his knowledge and coach them. I think we coached about like more than 100 players in Japan. Wow. You said youth, but it's all colleges kids. It's all college kids. From a freshman to senior, some players okay. are just started playing across. Uh, they also talked to me like they were so amazed about the level of the lacrosse in Japan. The the scale or level of lacrosse in Japan is really growing. Yeah, no, that's great. It's great to see like you know how how far it's come. Yeah, now our mission is like we're gonna start the pro like really youth programs like kindergarten like kindergartners mm-hmm. or elementary kids or something like that. That's awesome. And kind of going off of that, how you've seen the game played here stateside, and you know how it's played in Japan. What differs from the style in North America versus first back at home in Japan? Japanese lacrosse players really skillful. I'm pretty sure some of mm-hmm. some of the players, including my best friend uh, Ken Ken Ikegawa, I think uh, he was on the video with Matt Gibson on the shrinking trip to Japan. Okay. So they're so skillful. I think they can play. They're they're enough they're enough skillful to play at least college across in the United States. Mm-hmm. But the the biggest difference is uh, uh physical. So Jap- of course Japanese not of course, but the most likely Japanese players are really, really smaller than American guys or Canadian guys. Mm-hmm. But also, they, uh, Japanese players are not used to play lacrosse really physically. So I watched a game uh, two days ago, Japan, uh, Japan Club Lacrosse National Championship. Mm-hmm. So the Falcons, uh, who played against Penn State or in some D1 colleges this fall against the, the Steelers, the team I, I, my friends and I established together 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So it was a really great game. Like, uh, Steelers lost down by two. But, so I saw really skillful players, but still, when people dodging, they're not like dodging American lacrosse players, like North, North American lacrosse players dodging. The Japanese players are dodging. Like, they're not attacking to the cage. I don't see any, like, They don't really body. Threat from dodging. Yeah, body to body, body, body to body contact or any threat from the fast dodge. Awesome. Um, that wraps up kind of our main questions, Kai. Uh, what we do is, we're going to take a quick break, hear a word from our sponsors, but then we'll go into our five and five segment. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Today's show is being brought to you in part 
by Stitcher Premium. You can use Stitcher Premium to listen to shows ad-free such as Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, My Favorite Murder, Wolverine the Lost Trail, or our favorite, The Fantasy Footballers. For only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year, you get access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, and comedy albums. Better yet, if you go over to stitcher.com premium and use the promo code lacrosse today, you can get one month free. So head on over to Stitcher, sign up, and get your free trial today. All right, so welcome back. Now it's time to go into our 5 and 5 segment. Uh, the first question I'll ask you, Kai, is what are some pregame superstitions or routines that you have? So I don't eat much before the game. Okay. If the game is at around noon, I don't. I, I'm gonna. I usually skip breakfast. Okay. I don't know. If it's okay as a sleep or not, but I feel like I don't want to gain weight before the game. Mm-hmm. I just want to stay hungry. Same way to think as a boxer. They don't eat much before the game. They make themselves very hungry. Mm-hmm. So the the YouTube video I always watch it before the game is the one from I think 2020, 13, 14, around sometime. Uh, John Galway's highlight. Oh, awesome! I I am hugely fond of him since he was in college mm-hmm. uh, in Syracuse, 2008, nine. And I've been watching his video on YouTube every, every time, every before practice, every before game. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. Um, and then follow that up, uh, my next question is, who was a player that you looked up to and tried to mimic when you were learning the game? I'm guessing it was John Galloway. Yeah, he is one of them. But I, when I play in college, it's Jesse Schwartzman. Oh, yeah. Another great one. <laughs> yeah, he's not playing right now, but I... I'm a huge fan of him too. So I watched his game national championship, two thousand five and seven, and you know he he played like incredibly well. And he was a big contributor for the Outlaws for a lot of seasons. Yeah, I know. Yeah, his numbers were good too. I really loved his play. I I loved watching his play, but I'm not as big as him. So I just needed the guy I can like coffee or I can learn something more. Mm-hmm. Sure. And John Galloway's style is like relaxed and move as quick as possible. It's kind of my style too. So yeah. still, I, I think he's a, yeah, he's the best role, role model of me. No, that's awesome. And I'll let Adam interject a little bit because Adam is actually a goalie too. So In high school actually, um, and Actually, in college, too, you know, John Galloway would put mud on his face before all of his Syracuse games, and I emulated that through high school and college. So I, I'm there with you when it comes to John Galloway. Yeah, he's a really great player. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Kai, my next question is, uh, who is the hardest player to play against? So I you don't play many games, in the, more than one game in the NFL, but I took some, lots of shots from lots of my friends. Mm-hmm, yep. And I think Tom Schreiber is the one. I really don't know what play against in the game. That's that's funny. Yeah, I think I, I listened to your episode with Matt Gibson, um, and I, I remember you talking about him and how you just, like, you you just could never figure out, like, where he was going to place the ball. Yeah. The only point gave me that Tom Schreiber is the one. Yeah, well... 
he's considered by many the best player in the world right now, so I wouldn't feel too bad about about that at all. Um, but going off of that, my next question is, what is one aspect of the Japanese style of lacrosse that you think the North American players can kind of learn from? Because, you know, we talk about how, you know, you, you and your fellow teammates from Japan wanted to learn from the American game, but are there any things that you think we could actually improve our game on here in the States? Uh, uh, yeah, as I said, Japanese people play lacrosse less physically than American guys. Mm-hmm. So then, I think Japanese guys are really good at moving the ball, except the body contact. Mm-hmm. I mean, without body contact. So, they might learn something from that game. Mm-hmm. But, I'm not pretty sure, because I, I watch boxing games. I love watching all the boxing games, and mm. they do the same thing sometimes, too. Yeah. No, it's true. It's like, you know, you got your own little style, if it's whether it's, you know, indoor, box, Canadian style, or, you know, outdoor field lacrosse, um, you know, or Japanese style of lacrosse, which you say isn't as physical, but they really move the ball well um, in space. So I think that's a, a key thing. So that's great. The funny thing about Japanese lacrosse is, so every year they change the strategy, like defensive strategy or offensive strategy for everything. Oh, interesting. I think the reason why they do it, they do that, is so they don't play lacrosse in like very young age. They started playing lacrosse in college, mm-hmm. so they just play lacrosse, like play their lacrosse. Sometimes it's not like popular or common. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we can see some new type of lacrosse or strategy. So that's probably one of the things we can take a look, and it's fun. Yeah, no, that's great. I love that. Um, so, uh, then, in the United States, so we say, uh, defensively, we always say, like, uh, let them go down the alley. Let, let the offend, offensive players go outside. Mm-hmm. But one year, I saw a game. Uh, one defensive, uh, one team, the, uh, the defensive players of the team, they let offensive players go inside all the time. Mm-hmm. It didn't work well, but it's kind of fun to watch. It's a, uh, like you said, it's a different strategy, which is unique. Well, my final lacrosse-related question before Adam gets into the off-the-field questions for you uh, is what has been your favorite venue to play lacrosse at? And it can be more than one. The most memorable place is Mile High, of course. Like, like love having fun mm-hmm. from playing across. So there is a tournament in Japan. It's an annual tournament. It's like a six-on-six, six, like Olympic kind of style. Oh, cool. There is a, a small uh, half-game lacrosse tournament in Japan, and it's just for fun. That's a tournament, but, you know, everyone is coming to have just have fun. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're from colleges, most of the players are retired about just coming to see their friends or sometimes their players from same city or whatever we want. Like mm-hmm. we can make up a team and we can play for for the tournament just for fun. It's called a samurai tournament. Usually the end of January or beginning of February in Tokyo. That's probably the 
most favorite place to play like golf, at least in Japan. Very, very cool. All right, so um, some maybe non-lacrosse related questions here. Um, who is your favorite non-lacrosse athlete to watch, whether it, it can be any sport? Yeah, as a definitely each all. Okay. He is uh, one of the probably the greatest Japan ball athlete. Mm-hmm. And well known in the United States. So he I, I don't know how many years he's been playing. But I think he is around the fifty right now and he just retired this year. Yeah. But he just kept himself shape. And he's now playing some fun type of baseball in Japan too. Yeah, no, he and he like he came over to the United States pretty late. In terms of you know a baseball career, I think he was either in his late twenties or even his thirties, and um, it was great yeah. to see how long his career lasted. And then I know they, he actually came out of retirement temporarily to play with the Mariners uh, when they did the Japan series last year. As a Japanese, he's probably the most inspiring athlete ever. That's awesome. Um, and question two from the non lacrosse related question: What are some hobbies or activities outside of lacrosse uh, that you enjoy? Uh, I don't have much many hobbies, but uh, when I moved to Denver, mm-hmm. I really loved uh go hiking, okay, and trading. I have never seen the view like that kind of view in Japan. It's mm-hmm. here in Tokyo, there's just tons of buildings and tons of people. So when I went out somewhere in Rocky Mountains. I saw a lake. Yeah, I now I love hiking. I went to Hawaii. I went to hike. I'm in Portland right now. I'm looking for a place to go hike. Very, very cool. Well, kind of maybe, maybe this might be a good good question to go off of that. You, you enjoy hiking. What's your uh, favorite place to vacation? It could be here or kind of anywhere in the world. Uh, in Japan, I say one place around not around Tokyo, like mm-hmm. two hours of a, by a car. They go south. It's called mm-hmm. Hakone. Okay. They have really good seafood, and they have really good hot springs. Very very cool. And in the United States, maybe California as a vacation. Yeah. So my name Kai means ocean in Japanese. Oh, cool. So I love ocean. I love going out ocean. And they have very good food, too. Yeah. And also Hawaii. Well, that kind of leads into my next question, then, kind of on the topic of food. Uh, do you have a favorite meal? And if so, do you like to uh, dine out, take out, or cook at, while you're at home? Uh, it depends on where I live. So when I was in California I, and for Portland, uh, they have a really good food too, but I prefer cooking myself too. But in Denver, sorry, no offense, but there is no good Japanese restaurant. It's usually Japanese <laughs> restaurant. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I rather cook to myself every day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I love Chipotle so much. <laughs> and awesome. I love Five Guys too. <laughs> But, you know, I, I was, I was in Japan for 25 years. 
Consider ramen here in the states. <laughs> yeah, I I had a couple of good ramen in New York and California though. So sometimes I see some uh, Japanese ramen shop. It's actually from Japan. Japan mm-hmm. owned owned by a Japanese ramen shop ramen company. Oh, gotcha. Uh, and then uh, my my last question for you, Kai. Um, what's yeah. a book that you've read or are reading, or maybe even a podcast? Uh, that you'd recommend to one of your teammates or friends? I I used to read a read a book a lot, but now I'm just reading some business type of book. Okay. Okay. But I love I uh I love reading some some books about sports. I you know, I I read it's not this year, but last year I read uh. Shoe dog, that was really great. What was it called? Shoe dog. Oh, shoe, shoe dog. dog. Oh, cool. That one, that one's about Nike. Nike, right? Yeah, that's an awesome book. Yeah, I actually I like I like reading uh, comics, Japanese mm-hmm. comics. Okay. Uh, about sports. Sometimes, sometimes they are talking about uh, like uh, team management, how to have a mindset. We get a lot of different variety in that question. You know some. People listen to more like self-help business books. Other people, you know, they read uh, fiction novels. You know, it really just depends. So that's why we like asking that question because we always get a variety of answers. When I was in junior high school, I really loved reading, uh, I think it's done by me, The Body. Oh, uh, yeah, um, Stephen King. That's great. No, yeah, I'd, I've been working on the, his one of his books, The Stand, but it's so long that... I'm still not even, I don't think, halfway through it, but I, I enjoy his, his writings, and I enjoy his mo- the movies that the books are based off, too. Yeah, of course, in Japanese, but I love, I love it so much. Oh, that's great. Well, Kai, this has been great. That wraps up our 5-5 uh, our five and five segment, but we always like to ask um, our guests, you know, what is some advice that you would have for a young player looking to one day play lacrosse professionally like yourself? I didn't do anything special. I just... Uh, keep believing myself, just working hard, and also still keep working hard and still keep believing oneself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have you have to have fun. Mm-hmm. So, you know, playing across is all, not always fun. You have to work hard, hard, or we have to run or train hard. But the what I was really doing every single time is think about what I'm doing and find anything I can I can have fun mm-hmm. I hate running but sometimes mm-hmm. we have to run mm-hmm. but at the time it's just 
like take a look around me and find something funny and just keep thinking about it and forget about running. So having fun is uh, the biggest part. Um, I think that's important for everybody, especially, you know, as they move up competitive levels, it's still about having fun. So I think that's some great advice. Well, Kai, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, where can people find you on social media? Twitter and Instagram. I'm using G-A-N-P-O-M-0-2. Uh, okay. Uh, it's called Gampon. is a different type of pronunciation of my name. Okay. When you write down your motto in kanji characters, we can pronounce Gampon too. And, you know, your motto is way harder to be called in the game. Gampon, in, for Japanese, it's way easier to be called. Gotcha. So that's why they that's why they they usually call you Gampon in uh in the game because it's easier to say. All my friends in Japan call me Gampon in the game. Gotcha. Okay. Wow, that's awesome. I didn't know. Uh, it's nice to know the meaning behind uh your social media handle. Well, again, Kai, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Um, you, you know, coming on the show and providing such a unique perspective on lacrosse. Thank you. Thanks for having me here, game. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's show is being brought to you in part by Stitcher Premium. You can use Stitcher Premium to listen to shows ad-free such as Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, My Favorite Murder, Wolverine the Lost Trail, or our favorite, The Fantasy Footballers. For only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year, you get access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, and comedy albums. Better yet, if you go over to stitcher.com premium and use the promo code lacrosse today, you can get one month free. So head on over to Stitcher, sign up, and get your free trial today.